0: Andy, if you want to make money, stay behind the camera, not in front of the camera.
1: Holy shit, we are in 2022, and this is season two of Sell Porn or Die Trying. Welcome, everybody. I am Connor Young. I am the host of this podcast. I'm also the CEO and co-owner of Why Not. I'm the founder of the Why Not Cam Awards. This is my show where we talk about the business side of the adult entertainment industry. Uh, those of you who don't know me, I've been in the adult industry for quite some time now in one capacity or another. But I started off actually as what you'd call an adult webmaster, somebody who was just building adult websites back in the day, and uh, putting them up there, seeing what, what money I can make from doing that, one thing led to another. Eventually, that path brought me to why not, and this is the company that I have today. Uh, so we we focus on on services for the for the adult industry for adult businesses and this show is interested in a healthy business environment for our industry because all of us here at why not we love this industry it's given us a a lot of uh, freedom a lot of personal freedom in our lives it's saved us from that awful terrible 9 to 5 grind that we uh, we all fear at some uh, mainstream uh, corporation where uh, you know you're you're called in occasionally for that job review status and uh and all kinds of subjected to all kinds of uh, horrible things uh yeah, hey, it's not a problem with me, man. But drug testing, right? Am I right? Some of you, you're worried about that at your job. Anyway, we don't have to deal with that shit in adults. We get to meet all kinds of wonderful and interesting people. I've gotten to travel all over the uh, all over the globe. Uh, just really getting to getting to know sex workers is is a tremendous honor, and it's uh, it's so much fun to meet people who are just independently minded and want to live their own life and don't want to have to live by by the rules that are waiting for them um, if they go into that mainstream world. It's it's so weird being an adult because, man, when we gather, when we get together – And we hang out, and there's like-minded people. We have a really good time. And it's not always as crazy as people think, right? I bet a lot of people think adult industry circles is like crazy, wild parties. We do that stuff sometimes. But often, we're just hanging out and chilling, enjoying each other's company. But you get back into the mainstream world after being in an adult world, and man, I'll tell you, it's just not, it's hard to adjust sometimes. You got to remind yourself, oh, that's right. Everybody's got all these hangups out here. I have to be a little bit more careful in, in what I say. You know, so we love this business. And this podcast is all about trying to make sure we have a healthy business by exploring business topics and talking with leaders from our industry and helping to share knowledge and information that will, that will help others be successful in, in adult. Okay. And and with that in mind, our, our guest this week, actually, this is an interview that I did with them in, t- in 2021. So we're doing a little catch up as we start season two. And uh, I'm talking with Andy Wilmer, who's the uh, CEO, of uh, CEO mobile of trafficpartner.com. And so this is a traffic, this is a traffic interview, which I know a lot of you want to hear about that topic. So more about that in a moment. But first, I wanted to get on to a couple of things uh, to start. Season two. I'm really thrilled to announce we have sponsors on board for this podcast, and they're two got they two companies that are actually just a perfect match for what we're what we're doing here on this show. So I couldn't be more thrilled to have them on board. Uh, Clickadoo is a digital advertising network for web and mobile channels with excellent expertise, unique capabilities, and experience in revenue maximization for publishers and advertisers. This is a fantastic ad platform. If you're looking to buy traffic or if you're looking to monetize your uh, your existing sites, you're gonna wanna look at clickadoo.com, C-L-I-C-K-A-D-U. Com. They have a user friendly, uh, self serve platform, fast campaign moderation, fraud and bot filters, multiple payment methods, 360 degree ad coverage. What does that mean? Check out their website and it explains it nicely. And they've got a qualified support team. So you know these guys are going to be on your side every step of the way. Clickadoo.com, C L I C K A D U.com. Take a look if you are in the traffic game. Also, uh, sponsoring the podcast for season two. We're thrilled to, uh, to bring on board Broker.xxx, which is a marketplace powered by a staff of highly respected adult industry veterans with decades of experience in online adult entertainment game. These guys offer a dedicated marketplace for buying and selling adult websites, Domain names and even full businesses. Uh, investors really do need to be careful when they're investing in this business. I've seen all kinds of people just, you know, run into to to unfortunately become victims to scams. Investing money with somebody that they thought was was legit turns out that it's not. So you know, it's a big deal when you have like a team like broker.xxx Xxx uh, in your in your on your side when you're purchasing a business, when you're investing in a business, or even when you're trying to sell your own business or domain name uh, these guys have been around for a long long time actually the founder uh, Juicy J I've known him for gosh as long as I can remember really uh, it's been it's been a long time we've known him so you know you're dealing with a company that's not going to disappear he's at the shows he's uh, supportive you can find him you can find his staff they've all been around for a long time broker.xxx thank you guys we are thrilled to have you and Clickadoo on board as sponsors of this podcast and we appreciate your year of sponsoring Why Not initiatives in general. Thanks, guys. Uh, big news before we get to the interview this week. Actually, this is <laughs> this is actually per- huge news for this audience. Why Not has announced. We just announced that we are going to be uh, running a reunion. Why Not reunion. It will be happening in Phoenix, Arizona. It will be happening at uh, the very beginning of April. So April eighth through tenth at the. Tempe Mission Palms Hotel, which a lot of you are familiar with. Truth is, we are just nostalgic for Phoenix, and we miss that 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 environment. We miss. We used to go there every year for for shows, to hang out, and and do business. The weather in that area at that time of year is just beautiful. Like I. I'll say this and watch it rain or something. But of course, I've never seen it rain when we're there. The weather, you can just hang out outside and enjoy the rays. And it's just a a wonderful experience uh, every time we go to that area in in April. So we're gonna be going back to Tempe Mission Palms, but we're doing something different from past shows at that location. Uh, We are doing away with all the seminars. We are doing away with all of the exhibits. So we're not gonna be doing any of that kind of stuff. And this really comes from feedback from a lot of people who really think that, hey, look, when we get together with this side of the business gets together, what we really want to do is just hang out and network. What we want to do is nurture business leads, have conversations, hang out with old friends, make new friends, that sort of stuff. So everything about Why Not Summit is going to be focused around business networking and it's going to be really... (laughs) focused on outdoor activities. So we get that open air outdoor activities, which we think is um, not only are we gonna take advantage of that Phoenix weather, which just creates really good positive vibes when you're hanging out in uh, in the beautiful weather like that, but, you know, it's just that outdoor focus makes a lot of sense in these these crazy times. There will be a few indoor activities that people can take part of if they want, but the bulk of things that are going to be happening will be happening outdoors. Uh, you know, think like, you know, look, like you have an opportunity to go um, – you know, maybe play golf with people or play poker with people or, or have cocktails outside in that beautiful courtyard. It's going to be those kinds of activities. And we'll be putting the full schedule out as we go. Um, and there'll be more information on whynot.com about this event. If you're interested in attending, you really need to go to whynotsupport.com. It's invite only for this, for this show. The reason being is we want people who, who are, the right kind of people who are bringing something to this show. Uh, We don't just want anybody going. We want actual industry people or people who are investing in this industry to be attending this show. So there's uh, whynotsupport.com. You can find a a link at the top right to submit a ticket, open a ticket there and reach out and somebody will get back to you uh, with respect to attendance if you're interested in in participating in Why Not Reunion. So Why Not Reunion in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, actually in... Tempe, Arizona, really, which is right next door to Phoenix at the Tempe Mission Palms Hotel, which should be familiar to a lot of you. We're looking forward to seeing everybody. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. All right. Now, the interview this week, Andy Wilmer. Uh Why did I have Andy Woolmer on? Well, man, this is a guy who's well loved by affiliates and knows all the tricks in the books when it comes to uh, traffic. He's also a guy who, who honestly just lives a really fascinating life. Um, I'm really looking forward to sharing this interview with you guys. Uh Andy's a traffic expert, and I've gotten a lot of feedback from people saying, hey, we wanna learn more about traffic, we wanna have a better understanding of, of maybe some ideas on what works and what doesn't work, because quite frankly, the whole traffic game right now is very tricky, and it has been tricky for a while. So we're lucky to have someone with Andy's expertise on the show. The dude is a rock star. Like when he when he shows up in places, you know, people just gravitate to him. And, and uh, that's just the reality of it. Uh, the, it. He's he's a very popular guy everywhere he goes. Very successful guy. And so without any further ado, I hope you enjoyed this. This is my interview of me talking with Andy Wilmer from Traffic Partner. appreciate you joining us here for Cell porn or die trying really thrilled to have you on the show uh, thanks for i know you're a busy guy so thanks for giving us some of your time today Always
0: gone up, but why not? I'm there. <laughs> Appreciate
1: that, man. Appreciate it. And, uh, we obviously know you really well, but, uh, I, I like to get started for those people who don't, uh, don't know you, don't know your company, just kind of talking about you a little bit, introducing you. So, uh, right off the bat, before we get into industry stuff, um, outside of the adult industry, what are your passions? What are the things you really most enjoy doing?
0: Well, I'm a big scuba diver. I have the rescue diver license. I travel the world in the seven seas and I go everywhere diving. That's my big passion. Um, If you see me on Traffic Captain on YouTube or on Instagram, you see a lot of my content. I'm really extreme diving. I was right now in Mexico only three weeks ago, diving cenotes, caves, wreck diving, shark diving, whale shark, everything like that,
1: Wow, that's amazing. So that's actually a good activity to do during the pandemic, too. Uh, no, no coronavirus down uh, under the no, ocean, right?
0: <laughs> that's right. That's right.
1: So I got to ask, you probably get asked this all the time. You know, for those of us who don't dive, you hear somebody saying they do that kind of diving. Um, shark encounters had any, uh, had any uh, s- scary encounters?
0: Well, of course, there's different shocks. You know, if I see a bull shark, that's for me the most dangerous shark, I go out of the water. Same with white sharks, I don't swim, or especially when you swim. For a scuba dive, it's not so dangerous because uh, they will not attack you directly, they make circles around you, and check you out. But if it's, uh, there's a lot of sharks, like Bahamas reef shark, I, I have even a picture where I give a high five with a shark, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Have you, have you ever, ever like really run into any danger
0: down there? Has it, it mostly
1: been okay or have you had any close calls?
0: Um, me personally not, but uh, I had several times that I was with other divers. Um, one is the deep deep sickness. So when you go very deep, like 30, 40 meters, some people go crazy. That's a little bit like you're drunken and you don't know where's up and down. So I had this situation and uh right now i had a dive where the girl got so cold from the water and she was even in a wetsuit and i was only in a t-shirt and she got uh, very cold and then of course people panic and that's the worst thing in diving when you start panic so that was also the reason um last winter in curacao i made my rescue diver license so to learn more, how to react in situations when somebody have problems or get in panic.
1: So did you do a lot of diving during the pandemic or how'd you keep busy during the uh, 2020?
0: No, I, I I call it hashtag beach office. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, I was a lot of diving, especially in the winter time. I stayed uh, two months in Curaçao, uh, working from there. You know, that's something very good that the world learned that you can work from anywhere of the world this home office you know my home is where's my laptop so if I can travel and I was still still of the pandemic I was in Spain, I was in uh, I was in Curacao, so I have an uh, apartment on the Gran Canaria island in Spain, so I spent some time there, and I was diving, of course. When I have the chance to dive, I dive. Yeah, that that's great. That's great.
1: Yeah, I uh, um, have never done any diving, but uh, spent a lot of time in the ocean. My family uh, fishermen, you know, so um, you know, as a kid, I was often like hanging out on boats, trying to help out, you know, whether it was uh, squid fishing or salmon fishing and all that kind of good stuff. So. Um, I love the ocean, uh, but uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. Jumping in, I, I grew up in California off the Central Coast in the Pacific Ocean out there. It's, uh, it's dark and it's deep. There's this huge trench right outside there that's uh, deeper than the Grand Canyon. Uh, a lot of white sharks out there, um, you know, a lot of interesting things. But um, I imagine the visibility is not great, so it's probably not the best. I see people diving out there, but
0: uh, I'm not sure it's the... Uh, the best place for that. Well, the, the Northern Californian is not so nice, but Baja California, the Mexican part, especially the Gulf of Cortez or the, the Gulf of California, uh, that's there you can go diving and see all the big ones. You, I, I was there after after the Phoenix Forum, I went there for diving. After the Ixpes, I went there for diving. And you see in two days, you can see whale sharks, buckle whale sharks, uh, sea lions big stingrays so the Gulf of Cortez uh, Baja California is definitely one of my top diving spaces.
1: Sea lions are bastards man they're like if you're fishermen they're like man they're thieves they actually uh you know we have these big trolling boats right where the lines out so you're trolling moving through trying to catch salmon. Mm -hmm. They'll follow the boats because they know you're going to catch salmon, and then uh, you pull up the line, and the, there's like a head of a fish because the sea lion uh, <laughs> got the fish before you can get it on the boat. Um, hey, so all right, so you've been in the industry for quite a while, but when you think back to how you first got started, like what were you doing, and what what brought you into the adult business?
0: Well, my first job was uh, I worked for a German porn producing company called Multimedia flag, they were producing like this kind of feature movies with a little bit of history. And even the co-production from Italy was Riccardo Billy. They were shooting in 32 millimeters, still the big porn cinema movies. So that was about 99 when I started there. And they needed somebody to do the license selling and buying. So I was selling the reproduction right for DVDs from the German movies to other countries. And I was buying a lot of license to reproduce for the German DVD market. So I brought uh, Rocco and John Stagliano and all this content to Germany. Then we did a German cover on it, changed the the text. And even uh, some of the feature movies that we bought from um, Digital Playground and uh, Evil Angel. So we even dubbed them in German language. (laughs) That was a very funny thing. So that's how I started. (laughs) Offline, DVD, offline uh, business. So do
1: you remember when you first started transitioning to online work and what that looked like?
0: Yeah, um, I wanted to, I was there, the international manager, and I saw that the internet is coming up. And then it was like 2001, 2002. I told my uh, CEO in this time, hey, we have to go online. We need to do something. We can sell our DVDs online. So I had the idea of doing an online DVD shop. And they didn't want it because they didn't believe in the internet. Of course, it was another generation. They were, in this time, they they were like 60 years old. And they said, internet, what is that? And then uh, with Roland Groter, he works now uh, for Intermax. Uh, We both were working in this company. He was the chief uh, designer for the covers and I was the license dealer. So we both put together and we founded the first a European DVD online shop called Sexy House. And there I learned everything like what is SEO, um, how to make an online shop. I, I Still, in this time, we, we used uh, osCommerce, a free open source software. We adapted it. We, we had problems to put billing solution in with credit card and stuff like this. And then, of course, we had our own traffic, traffic uh, mostly from black hat SEO, but we started also a little bit white hat SEO. And then I learned what is an affiliate. So we got some really nice affiliates. They sent us traffic to the DVD shop and they got and this time. I think it was 25 percent commission on every sale because the um, the profit on selling a DVD was super high. I I got the DVDs for like uh, three four dollars, and we sold them in the online shop for like twenty twenty five dollars. So there was enough space to pay affiliates.
1: Yeah, you know it's it's interesting. You mentioned the resistance from um, you know from some of the other people in the company going online. When the first show I went to was 1998 and it was, uh, it was before Internet was Internet. It was IA 2000. And it was a combination of online people and, uh, phone sex guys, right? That was like the, the two groups. And I tell this story all the time because it really stuck with me. It was a life lesson. The phone sex guys hated us because from their perspective, we just ruined their business, right? Uh, just absolutely hated us. And you would see them in the corners of the shows you know, drinking and staring at us and looking very mad at us. And uh, they didn't like us. There was a couple of those guys who had dabbled in that business who embraced the Internet. Um, Ron, you know, Fantasy Man and Cyberotica, that was a company that did that. Uh, Max Cash uh, was RJV Telecom. They did that. So there was a couple of guys who saw the opportunity. And instead of pushing back and being mad that things were changed, they ran with it they made so much money. I bet they bought their own like Island. They probably live somewhere like their own country, like with a (laughs) King crown on their head right now. And, you know, um, they made so much money. So I always try to keep that in mind as things change over time. It's always a bummer when you're making good money one way and you need to change, you know, you want to just keep making money. Uh, but I try to embrace every change as it, as it comes along. And, and so, with respect to that and getting into Traffic Partner, so tell us a little bit about Traffic Partner, what you guys do, and um, and, and for anybody who doesn't know your company, what, what, what do you guys do?
0: Well, Traffic Partner is a big group um, of investors. Uh, it's uh, four investors, and they invested in different companies. And the main goal is on dating products. So we are a direct dating advertiser, and the idea was to have products for the adult, for the casual and for the mainstream dating area. So we have, like I say always, from, from marriage men to one night stand, we cover all different niche of the dating. Also, we have sites like uh, for MILFs and for Fetish. And it's all about dating and as a direct advertiser. So it's our product, not uh, the middleman, not uh, the network. And we brought in, out then, more than 50 countries. And also for me as um, an old school affiliate, I wanted to make sure that we have any kind of, every kind of payout. So we do CPL on a single opt-in or a double opt-in. You can have ref share, you can have a PPS, you can have CPM, CPC, whatever. So um, we cover all dating niches, we cover all kinds of payouts, and we have more than 50 countries. and. Always getting some new countries every year.
1: Yeah, and that transition I was talking about to, to new things. Um, you know, it wasn't that long ago we were all focused on pay sites and and selling uh, those affiliate programs, but then the industry transitioned, and I, I I feel that dating and and live cams are pretty much the two the big one two punch. There's other niches out there people are selling, but would you agree those are the the big top two where people are making the most money? Yes,
0: um, we have also a live cam product. Um, we have one that is a virtual studio called Camp Daily. The other one is Amateur Community, which is very for the German market. It's something like a mix between LiveCam and OnlyFans, but we do it since 15 years. So, OnlyFans is not new. And uh, then for the international market, we have Amateur X. So, the, we do also LiveCam, but I would say in the moment, we still have like uh, 80% of our business is dating, 20% is LiveCam. And of course, when you see the change, you know, I started with DVDs, then I had a DVD online shop, then that's changed to VOD sites or pay sites, and then... And in um, 2009, when it started with the mobile, when the first iPhone came out, we started Sex Goes Mobile, which was uh, only soft core, but it was a super cool payflow. It was not um, in the U.S. They never had this, this kind of direct carrier billing. But in Europe, it was huge. And we started it in Germany and we had like one year we had no competition. So it was like the cash machine, I, ha- the best cash machine I ever saw in my life. <laughs> So, and then, of course, we took this money and then we invested it in dating products and then in the Life Camp products. So, if you don't adapt in this industry, you're out of business very soon. Normally, I, I would say every everything is like three, four, five years, and then you have you need to bring something new out. Of course, Life Camp and dating are two products. They are very long in the market, and I think they will stay, especially with dating. You know, there's always a new generation coming up. And uh, I don't know why, but in, in, when I was a young boy, I went to a disco, when I, I went to a club and a disco, I, I always met girls. But these days, um, yeah, dating, dating, online dating is the thing how to meet uh, your partner. And that's the reason dating is ne- never going down. And especially now in, uh, in the Corona crisis, it was like, our system is mes- uh, is message-based, so when somebody sends a message, you need to pay for it. It's like you upload coins, and then you can send a lot of messages. And I, we never made so much money like 2020 in the corona crisis. It was amazing for our business. Of course, it's a very sad situation, but for business-wise, it was very good for us.
1: Yeah, talking about in younger people, and uh, it, it's, it's an interesting change in, in the world. So like corona... To, uh, it appears like that whole lockdown situation only accelerated the use of certain online technologies that were probably going to get really popular over time and people had to use them. So, I mean, using like Zoom technology for your meetings, a lot of companies were still flying out, you know, to do meetings in person. They couldn't do that last year. They had to use online meetings. Uh, so now they're just, hey, maybe they can do in-person meetings again, but they're still using Zoom because now they're comfortable with it and it saves them money. Uh, I think with online, you know, that accelerated too. people were meeting online, people were interacting online. And that is good for the online adult business. As you as you said, it's more people just just sort of uh, sort of sort of using these technologies on a day to day basis. Um, the, the interesting thing for me is you guys work with a lot of affiliates. Uh, and one one of our one of the things we believe that why not like we've been paying attention to over the years is how. Models, uh, traditionally, like when I was coming up, models were like, they would show up, you pay them, they'd shoot content for you, they'd go home, they'd collect their check, they'd go home. Now that's not really the case because they're they're interacting directly with fans on social media, they're building up their own email list. I'm seeing an interest from models lately in building websites and doing things beyond just doing live cam shows, trying to really, and they're they're in very many ways, similar to the old school affiliates when we had like the webmasters back in the day. Um, some of them have large following. Some of them don't. There's a wide range of models. Uh, do you guys work with like, have you reached out to models at all about the opportunities in dating? I mean, they have access to a lot of fans and, 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 uh, lonely guys, right? Uh, who are probably wanting to meet people. Do you ever work with models? Is that anything that you've done or would you consider it?
0: The point is we don't really control so much where our traffic comes from. So, but I know definitely that we have models and they post something like, um, hey, all my girlfriends are signing up on these dating sites. I think I need to check it out. It looks hot or something like this. Of course, social media works uh, very good, especially uh, if you have a lot of followers and you are a model. And of course, if you see, for example, the the 80s and the 90s, there were some superstars in the adult industry like Gemma Jampson or others, and they, they were paid very well, but also even they had no rights on their own content. And then uh, when the market opened, all American companies, they went over to Bucharest and Prague and were shooting, shooting a lot of models. And then the, the Gonzo-style films come up. So for models, was really a hard way down. And I, I remember that there was sometimes you paid a model $150 or $200 to shooting a porn scene, so almost nothing. And of course, social media, Instagram, Twitter—they brought the models back to the intention, and uh, especially clever, clever models and well, models with management—they uh, they made their own name as a brand mark. And um, for example, we, with amateur community, we always try to support our models in this way, and we pay them, like you said, affiliates. We pay them for streaming. So they get the money for the streaming and we pay them as an affiliate when if they bring us clients. So a model can have two incomes, one's from their own content and their own streaming and the other part of their uh, clients that they bring into our system. So I'm definitely agree that models are the new affiliates.
1: Yeah. And if they're getting rev share payouts as affiliates as well, then that means like, hey, if they take a vacation you know, um, for, you know, a little while, they still have income coming in. They don't have to necessarily be on camera all the time and they still have some income coming in. And I think a lot of models from what I'm hearing from them are start, especially in the U.S. uh, are starting to wake up to that and starting to understand that. And that's something we've been helping to try to make sure they understand. You've got opportunities, not just hey, you got an audience here. So you've got access to people. And if you can influence them, um, you have an opportunity to make money as an affiliate. Uh, So that's, that's something we're trying to help them understand now for the rest of the affiliates out there who aren't uh, who can't shoot their own content and kind of <laughs> of themselves and kind of go that like go that uh, angle um, you know the big question on everybody's mind always the number one question I always get asked is all right where's the traffic where can I get traffic you know um, I have some ideas on on what I want to do uh, you know to make money and maybe build a website but how can I actually get traffic there so when you think of all the affiliates you know and and I'm talking broad in a broad General sense uh, Where do you think affiliates are finding the most success? With traffic, is it through like social media? Is it through buying traffic and and sending it off to programs? Is it through building destination websites that are re- that got a lot of content on it and then and then and building up organic traffic that way? Where do you think affiliates are finding the most success at, at generating traffic?
0: Yeah, like you say, there's a lot of different possibilities, and of course, the classical way to build up a website, let's say a blog or any kind of website. And then starting the Whitehead SEO, it's super difficult because Google's algorithm is so slow. So if you start today, let's say you start today a project, you need six months or 12 months before you even see a little bit of traffic on it. So... um, a lot of affiliates which are successful now, they're uh, doing this kind of way. They are already some years in the business. So they build up a network. They have 100 or 200 or 300 little sites and catching traffic for different niche. Especially you need to go niche when you do this. Um, one of my most successful webmasters, they go on a very extreme niche because that's that's people are looking for, and you have more chances to rank with the keywords. So um, if you go on like making little pre-lender sites or little block sites or whatever, go on a super extreme niche, because there the competition of the big companies is less and you have better trends. Also, an SEO, um, as a new affiliate, you will never rank with the word uh, porn show or dating uh, and google on first so take the two two word or three word combinations uh go co- to google analytics and check out keywords with the three word combination you have a good chance so like let's say um online dating in hamburg you know then you have the combination of online dating but with a little or a little city but with was a city and then you you have the better combination or go um uh, woman over 40 dating or, you know, make, make a combination that makes sense. And you need to study first the keywords, which people look for and then concentrate on these three word combination, because it's also a thing that change in the behavior of people that go to Google. You know, when, when I started SEO, people were putting one or maximum two words into Google for looking something and now they put even long questions like uh, who is the best dating sites in the United States 2020 and have uh, no fee or whatever, you know, long combinations. So, um, you as a a new affiliate with starting the clean SEO, it's very important to pick up the right keyword. Then the the other side is, uh, of course, media buying. Uh, Everybody heard about this media buying. There's a lot of brokers out, only to mention like uh, Juicy Ads and Traffic Junkie, Traffic Stars, Red Twin, Plug Rush, Grand Slam Media, Uh, there's so many brokers where you can go to buy traffic. Um, That was was also very nice some years ago, but now all the direct advertisers, they buy traffic themselves. They build up their own media buying department in-house. For example, we have our own media buying uh, department, and we also buy from all these brokers. So uh, my advice for people who do media buying, try to look for smaller sites and offer them that you buy a fixed banner. Like, okay, you don't go to the brokers. Try to find other sites which have no broker or buy the the site completely. Buy them offer them like 100 200 300 400 dollars because a lot of small webmasters with small sites they are happy when they got 3 400 dollars and then you can take over the traffic and then you can monetize it and then of course you need to have a tracking software to check which uh, banners work the best landing pages and all this stuff that media buyers do but media buying is definitely also one way social media is a way Uh, I know a lot of people, they do thousands of fake profiles on social media and they have nice software for it. So everything goes way uh, more automatically. Of course, like that's uh, something black hat. So black hat always means you have uh, success, but then uh, the algorithm detects you and kick you out. So you need to start (laughs) over again. And the as an affiliate, if you have knowledge, and how to work on uh, social media black hats like fake profiles, that's definitely also a way. Um, so I would say SEO, white hat on the long-term, media buying, if you have the knowledge, and uh, social media, if you want to go on the black hat.
1: Okay, so taking these uh, in, in turn here, talking about SEO, if somebody wants to go that route and they wanna take your advice and, and maybe target some some longer keyword combinations, um, obviously, you're talking about a blog here, right? Something like that, where they can write articles. Is that, or, or do you see another? Or how, how would, how would you think they should go about that?
0: Well, the word "blog" comes because of WordPress. Um, yeah. But WordPress is way more than now these days. A blog with all the right. plugins, with all the features, galleries, embed videos, you know. We call it blog because it's uh, WordPress and the, the word is always used as, oh, I make a blog. But it's not only a blog. It's a full functional website. Uh, you can do everything with WordPress these days. And I recommend WordPress because it's super for beginners. Of course, if you're a developer, if you have skills and you can make your own website or you want to have a, another script, there's a lot of other great script out there. If you want to do... Um, if you want to make uh, pay sites or if you want to make tube sites there's a lot of script out but you know when we talk about beginners I I always think in people they have no technical (laughs) cue. so uh, WordPress then is easy Uh, even even my mother is uh, 80 80 years old she can make a website with WordPress and also there's a lot of hosting companies where you only click on one button and then your WordPress is already installed. so um But it's not a blog. You can do whatever is. But of course, people want to read or they want to watch pictures or videos. And if your content on your site is interesting, then people stay. So your bounce rate is very low. And if your bounce rate is very low, you get better positions in Google with the time. And then people also will link your site in some forums or they will share on social media. So it's coming up. And my advice is always... Uh, you need to decide from the beginning if your blog is softcore or hardcore. That makes a big difference uh, because if you go softcore, you have way more possibilities to promote it. and uh, you will have less problems with social medias um, than instead of if if you go on a hardcore site. Of course, if you decide you go on a sexual niche which hardcore which is hardcore, then, Forget social media beside of Twitter because you have no chance you will get banned and nobody will repost you. So there's a lot of decisions like what is my soft which which what is my software I will use to make the site? What is my thematic? Do I want to go more on text, pictures, or videos? And then I need to decide if I want to go softcore or hardcore, and then I need to decide on re- which niche I go. And then, because of this reason, I pick my keywords. Okay.
1: And, it, and if somebody is actually going to dabble around with buying traffic, if they want to go that route, um, you know, the advantage there, of course, is you get instant results. But um, I, I would argue the disadvantage is if you don't know what you're doing, you can waste a lot of money uh, buying traffic uh, that's not going to work for for you. Um, what are some mistakes you could think of that you would warn kind of new traffic buyers are like, don't do this, or, or here are some ways that y- you, you might run into trouble and waste a lot of money.
0: Well, the first thing is in media buying, the first time you always lose money, <laughs> even a professional, because um, let's do it simple for somebody who have not so much experience in it. You go on a broker site and this broker site have perhaps 60,000 different sources or more where you can buy your traffic. First, it's thousands of different websites. Then it's uh, the top banner, the footer banner, the in-app video, the, the native link. So, so a lot of options. And if you calculate this, let's say 60,000 sites with 10 different opportunities, and then you need to create an advertisement. So that means if you make a video and banner, you have the chance to have like hundreds of different banners. Some can be very successful, some not. So that means for media buyer, testing is everything. And for testing, most of the media buyers use software which do the tracking. It's something like a very high professional way of A-B testing. Because on a broker doing A-B testing, you will be ready (laughs) after 600 years if you do only A-B testing. So uh, you need to have a software... um, I can recommend definitely Volume. Volume is a software that a lot of people use, but there's also RedTrack is another software. So there's a lot of, if you look for um, tracking software, you will find, go to Google, look for tracking software. These two softwares I know and they work. And then it's something like every click, every traffic you get, you have something like a parameter in it that you exactly know from which website on which banner or which ad, uh which time, which country, which device. So you have all the information where yes. the traffic comes from and then you know which traffic converts. So let's say you buy on the broker and one website, you don't make money, you lose money. So you stop your budget on that side. You see another website that is a little bit in in plus. So you put more traffic and then you filter again, testing different banners. And then you see, oh, iOS users spend way more money than Android users. Or you see people from Germany spend a lot, but the guys from UK not. And in US only in a certain time uh, of a certain state even. You know, you you have, for example, something with uh, Latin girls. Perhaps in Florida, you have a lot of more success if you buy only traffic from Florida. And uh, people with an iOS, they bought an Apple telephone, so they have more money. Perhaps an iOS user spent more than an Android one. And so you see there's a lot of things to filter, and you cannot do it manually. So you need a tracking software. And you need to be able to say, okay, the first uh, 5,000 euros, I will burn perps, or I get only, you know, I will not become positive. The return of investment on the first 5,000, 10,000 you invest will be negative. But then with this investment, you have already an idea where you get positive and where you're negative. So you're kicking out your negative um, traffic and buying more of the positive. And then after some months, you are positive. So, tracking, a budget, and a little bit of passion, and you can be successful in buying.
1: Yeah, it's funny, I, I always had uh, in my early days as a webmaster when I was uh, just doing affiliate work only. Um, one of the things that always struck me was, uh, just to drive me crazy, I'd create some crappy website, you know, to get it up there quickly and I was making money off of it. And like, okay, this site's doing well. I need to improve this site, make it better. It will make even more money. So I come up with a great design, you know, and then I relaunched the new site and the money just drops. Like it goes, <laughs> 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 And so it, it's like, so your source of traffic, yeah, you can change it, but would you agree, like where you're sitting that traffic has a big impact on the traffic
0: source. So you can also tweak on that side as well, right? Now, of course. Uh, you need you know it's the user flow imagine the user comes in on a page first step is he he sees your advertisement so your advertisement need to hook him and if you promise something there like uh, let's say in dating uh, meet sexy girls in miami so hmm, i am in miami right now i click so then I come to a pre-lender side or to the product side. So, for example, we work a lot of with pre-lenders because we ask them questions like, you're a man or a woman? Uh, What is your age? What is your preferable sex or whatever? Doing some questions. So I get the user to be interactive and he do something. And then when he finished this little questions, and, of course, uh, he think, oh, cool, that's for uh, I, I getting a girl in Miami now. And then I asked him in the, in the last question, I said, OK, put your name and your email address. Because he did all the questions before, he will not abort now. So he will put his email address. So at least I have a lead because I have his name and his email. Then on the next step, I get him in for free. Come, come in see my dating site and see all the girls in Miami so he was looking on an advertisement he got what he was looking it's in the first moment it's for free you have his email so you have already a lead and then you need to try to confirm this user in a paying customer but if you if you make an advertising and say uh, fuck for free uh, and then he clicks on it and then you say oh join my site for nine or whatever he say fuck and he, he bounces so the the user way, the the way of the user needs to be very smooth. you know it's like honeypotting somebody. Give him what he's looking for, make it smooth do try to get him interactive, collect his data, his email and then when you have him, then try to sell him something.
1: Yeah, I'm glad to hear you say that about email. Um, obviously we're we're biased with the why not mail but we uh, big believers in email, Uh it's an important thing. You spend all this time working to generate a lead. And uh the last thing you want to do is spend all that time, like you said, they balance, you have nothing, and then you just wasted the opportunity. Uh at least if you have an email address, you might be able and then you lose their interest right then. You maybe can get their interest back at a at a later time. So we're big believers in that. Um I'm curious though, since we're talking dating, we just uh we just went through this pandemic where, you know, people going out and interacting, you know, were was influenced by that. Uh, but at the same time, like we were saying, people were online looking for things to do. Uh, how did that impact dating in general? Did did the trends go up because because people were online and couldn't go out and socialize, or did they go down because they knew they couldn't meet somebody you know anyway while they were locked down? Or what sort of trends did you see during the pandemic?
0: Well, imagine in uh, in many European countries, people were like in prison at home, and imagine you are a single person and you have no dog and no nobody in your apartment and you live in a 40 square meter apartment and uh, you cannot leave the house or only for the supermarket and then somebody is chatting with you that's 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 your goal you know of course you can chat with your friends and stuff like that or your family but then having a hot flirt or even doing a one to one cam with this with a chatting girl and stuff like this so of course the numbers went high for us and also yeah. the revenue but the revenue went high for us because we have this uh, payment business for a message if you have a dating subscription site there were, we have also some uh, dating subscription site there was not a big change because we have our members they pay the monthly subscription and then they are chatting or doing whatever they want. But on the on the payment model that we have with the coins per message, imagine on every messenger uh, that you send on Facebook, WhatsApp, Twitter, I would charge you money, and then always answering for or back for or back. Um, so yeah, that was definitely a good impact for us uh, because it's coin based.
1: Yeah, and and with dating the uh, the early on the challenge was always uh, you know the imbalance of, of men to women, um, but as time goes on and you know I mean obviously Tinder made a lot of money right has a lot of women on Tinder it proved that you know early on people were skeptical they said women aren't going to get on these sites especially if it's about sex. Uh, but you know, Tinder proved that isn't true. Are you seeing more women over time getting more comfortable coming onto
0: dating sites as well? Yes, of course. But it's it's still the same. Look, uh, a lot of women there they're looking for something totally different than the man looks. Yeah. Right. Um, so man, uh, man, think. Okay, I go there and I meet a girl and I perhaps I invite her to dinner and then I, I have sex and. And some of the women, they still believe they find their prince, you know, to marriage or something like this. So there's, there's a way more women online now, and they're way more open, especially the, the younger generations. But, of course, the intention, what they want from the dating side, it's still super different. Uh, like men, men sing with a dick and women with their brain. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, you know,
1: I, you know, the, 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 challenge of getting started for affiliates is always on their mind. Where do I go? Cause nobody wants to waste their time spinning their wheels in an area that's not going to be productive. If you were start, let's say you have all the knowledge you have now, but you lost all your assets. Uh, you're not with traffic partner. You're just like looking to get started as an affiliate. Uh, and you had to make your money that way. Um, what would be the first thing you did? Where would you, where would you start the very first thing?
0: Ah, that's oof <laughs> That sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> Starting from zero, I'm I'm getting fifty next year. I don't want to start from zero again. <laughs> well, um, one thing um, that's not really in the sex industry, but what I see very interesting, it's the e-commerce and um i see a lot of very small companies and especially in us like they sell from homemade marmalade and uh from homemade stuff and closes for example uh, i had right now the idea you know as, as we started with diving um my son created a nice logo for and I bought a domain called DiverForce.com. So and I made a cool logo with two sharks and a diver. And then I put under you can change like, OK, I'm a rescue diver. I'm a master diver, whatever. And then on the back, it looks a little bit like the heads Angels. You can put your chapter like so and uh, e-commerce is definitely if 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 I had the product, and uh, I would start definitely something with e commerce. Also, the electro gadgets you get in Hong Kong, you know, the guys who ha- you, you remember this advertising with the brightest flashlight in the world or something like this. Right? The first guys who bought this in Hong Kong or in China for like two dollar or three dollar burbs, and they were selling it for 49 dollars online, I'm sure they made a lot of money. So, um, <laughs> e commerce is definitely something if you have access to a nice unique product. So it'd have to be a new technical gadget or it'd have to be something homemade or you need to create something for a niche again. For me, my niche would be divers. If I would go to the dual industry, I think if, if I would be in the same age, it's difficult, but as a young man, I definitely would go as a cam model. <laughs>
1: yeah, Right, yeah. exactly.
0: Even, I, I'm not gay, but I, if they pay me to jerk off, come on, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that would be definitely when I would be young, you know, uh, that's something. And traffic wise, um, I, I had, if I had some money, I would try definitely media buying. I would do a lot of uh, testing different products, different platforms, and I would spend my money on media buying because an SEO, uh, I'm not a very patient person f- uh, for success, you know. And I remember even in my time when I was a SEO webmaster, that was like 2003, 4, with the black hat sites, I was super fast and I had traffic and I saw the money next day almost. And with the white hat, you were building a super nice site and you put all your time in it. Nobody says thank you. Nobody take care about it. And then after some weeks, you have 20 visitors. Yeah. And then you have 100 visitors. And then after six months, you make your first five dollars or $10. <laughs> um, I, I, I would not have the passion anymore to wait for that. So media buying e-commerce. Uh, I bought it. <laughs> yeah, you
1: know who fucked up that was? It, it's it's Google. Like I think back, like before when I got started, there was no Google, there was no Facebook. Um, you know, and I you'd see like governments trying to figure out how to regulate the internet, and it, they they were struggling because it was such you know it's everywhere, and there's servers everywhere, and there's people everywhere, and they couldn't figure out how to sort of get up control over it. Uh, then Google came along, you know, and that sort of changed the, the field. And, you know, if you try to build sites according to the rules all the time, um, you know, of good, you know, best practices and all that, uh, Google, they fixed the game and they constantly changed the rules. They moved the goalposts there, you know, you, you build up a site and suddenly they, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that you know, you're selling links, you're trying to monetize your own site. And then they start, they don't want that, right? Because they're not making the money they get. So they start saying, oh, you got to put no follow links. You got to, you know, it's all these rules constantly changing. They don't like you monetizing. Um, And, and that's, it's, well, what do they think? We're all doing this for, you know, out of charity. (laughs) That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to make money here. Um, That's been one of my biggest frustrations. Now, you don't know this uh, because I haven't aired this this uh, um, this episode yet. But I asked—I um, had Evil Chris on my show, and I asked him. Um, Give me the name of somebody who has inspired you in the industry, uh, and he mentioned you. So actually, <laughs> like you were like who he brought up. So I'm gonna uh, and I'll take Chris out, so that way we can. Um, so I'll take the pressure off. Don't mention Chris. But when you think of all the people in the industry you've worked with over the years, because you've been here for a long time, who, who's inspired you? Who's somebody you you think is uh, has really kind of helped uh, inspire you to 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 be in this industry?
0: Well, for me, it was my mentor when I started in 99, that was the Italian producer, Riccardo Billy. He made the, when I saw his first, uh, this, the, the first Paul movie he showed me was Bianca Nieve. Um, I don't really know the English word. It's the this fairy tale about the girl with the long hair and the seven midgets. I don't, what is the? Uh, well, there's
1: those are two. There's um, Rapunzel with the long hair. Yeah, she have no no Snow, no, White, no, Snow White and the
0: Seven Dwarfs. The midgets. The, she have seven midgets. So uh, Snow White and the Seven yeah, Dwarfs. Yeah, Snow White. Yeah, that was yeah, that thing. Yeah. So <laughs> his his and in Italian it was Biancaneve. So he showed me his movie, and he showed me this movie in a cinema, and it was still on this huge 32 millimeters, and. I was thinking porn is something dirty or something you know I had no experience I got the job without any preparation and then I saw this movie and then I went with him to the first show it was in Cannes it was 2000 Cannes Film Festival and at the same time was the Hot Door and there was Larry Flint and in this moment when I came there I feel very proud to be in the adult industry. I had no more restriction about like, you know, in the end of the 90s, porn was some kind of dirty. And I say, fuck, if this is dirty, I'm dirty too. I go with this. So (laughs) thank you, Ricardo Billy for teaching me. And also he teach me one very important thing. He said to me, Andy, if you want to make money, Stay behind the camera, not in front of the camera. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, hey, that's been my approach, so I guess I, <laughs> I guess I've done well there then. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, when you, because you know, I I know when you you travel all over the world, and you know, some countries um, you know have a different uh, environment than others, and uh, and and I've heard stories of of, of you going some places, and uh, you know the, the Affiliates coming out of the woodworks and surrounding you you could be a rock star in in some of these countries that you go to Um, what are the when you when you're traveling around the world and you're meeting all these different affiliates in different places what are some of the most common questions what's the most common question that they're asking you what are they uh, just is it it just where's the traffic or or what's the what's the number one thing you get asked
0: uh this changed a lot in the in, in the last years so let's say um Really some kind of fame I got like 11-12 years ago when I started with Sexcoast Mobile. And I was very well known in the German webmaster scene because I was a German webmaster. And then I got more Europeans, uh, like from Czech Republic, from Spain, Italy. And then I was swapping over to all the US and uh, finally then later to South America. And like I would say, like five years ago, I swapped over more to because I was many times in Kiev and Moscow. So I have also now a lot of recommendation there. And in the beginning, it was always, uh, Andy, what's hot? What's what's hot? Where, where should I send my traffic to? Because I was not the traffic seller. I was the guy who converted traffic into dollars, what I still do. So I want your traffic. That is always. And then, of course, people ask me, which country. Which product, mobile, desktop. So it was a lot of technical. Now, many times, it's all, also people come only to me and they want to have a selfie with me. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like, hey, Andy, can I have a selfie with you? I think that that is the question I hear the most right now. <laughs> wow, the number one question can I have a selfie?
1: <laughs> That's great. That's great. All right. Well, when you uh, kind of taking your crystal ball out, um, let's like kind of look at the the future here of the industry uh, a little bit um, as we're uh, starting to wrap up here. Uh, First of all, with I wanted to ask you with the pandemic and and, but with vaccines and things starting to change, uh, how do you how do you what's your outlook for shows for for, uh, this year? Uh, Would you would you consider attending industry shows? Are you going to be
0: in Prague? Well, I was already on two shows, shows this year. <laughs> okay. uh, so I guess that answers uh, that. <laughs> uh, I was on the ClickBit in Tulum in Mexico. And I visited that show without any vaccine. Uh, I only got my my uh, PCR test and then I went to to Mexico. And of course, everything that was outside. I think that is for me the biggest difference in, with about uh, shows and Corona. Um, stay outside Stay. you are safe I, I don't believe that you get it outside at the pool or on the beach or when you sit outside so and um, also I have no no negative uh, news that uh, there was a lot of spreading of corona during the show and there were about 250 people then my next show was the TS in mabeya and I remember it was Saturday we had a nice party in Nikki Beach outside Big bottles of champagne, girls, no, no masks, and we were hacking, we were smoking, and nobody there got the corona from this party. But the after party was an inside club, and there, uh, I think about 20 people or something like this, they got corona there. And now comes the worst thing, they went next day on Sunday, everybody went for the testing, everybody was negative and on Monday we were all flying home and then on Tuesday Wednesday it comes up in the different groups hey I got corona oh yeah me too me too me too and it was again uh, I would say 95% of the people were in this club and that night and everybody who was with me on Nikki Beach outside nobody so um, when I go now now I got my uh, first shot of uh, Pfizer I got already on the 18th of August, I get my second one. Uh, it's not like I'm a big believer in this because I travel the whole world and there's so many illness and I don't have a vaccine again. It's all this like dengue fever, malaria, all this, I don't have a vaccine. I'm not so scary about it. But I made it to be free again. You know, there's countries you can only enter with the, with the vaccine. So that was one decision to make it. And I also, my parents made this like six months ago, and they had no problem. So I said, my parents are over 80. If they can get that shot, I can take it too. So, and yeah, I will go to Prague, and I will go directly after it also to the AW Summit uh, to Bucharest. And um, I would love to attend in November also the Affiliate, uh, West, uh, Affiliate Summit West in Las Vegas, but uh, till now, the situation is like this as a German, even if I'm a vaccine, I cannot enter the US. That's very pretty because Americans can come to Europe, but Europeans cannot come to US. That's again, like, yeah, I don't know why, especially if you have the vaccine and the test, you know, imagine I have the vaccine and I bring a PCR test and even I go 24 hours in quarantine in a nice Las Vegas hotel, I have no problem with so, yeah. And then, unfortunately, Bangkok, they, the the affiliate world was canceled. So that's they moved it to February to Dubai. Of course, I will go there, too. And ah, then this uh, November, it's uh, also B-Camps in Romania, another camp show. I will go. So, yeah, for me, uh, no problem with travel. I'm not afraid of Corona. I'm, I think I'm a very healthy person uh, and I would survive it. But now I got my vaccine, so I have a double protection let it come. Let it come.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully, um, they're going to change that with the travel. That's been a, it's been a drag. We were producing, uh, two events in October with, the uh, why not community and the why not cam awards in uh, Hollywood. And we've had some, uh, people that we'd really love to be there, but they're in, uh, countries that, like you said, even though they're vaccinated, uh, from there, they're just not allowed to, uh, to travel in at the moment. And, uh, that's a drag. But the thing I, I've been seeing, which is positive is, you know, the UK not long ago was was in real trouble, you know, they had rising cases and Delta was a problem for them. And um, and they have now reached a relatively high percentage of, of vaccinations in the country, and their cases are really starting to go down now. And uh, so you're seeing like, even with Delta, it's, it's possible, they're a little bit ahead of us, I think, in the US, they've got better vaccination rates, and they've been dealing with Delta a little bit longer. Um, but my hope is that, you know, we seem to be maybe a month or so behind them that, you know, if if we can follow suit, then maybe we'll, we'll, we'll end up in the same decline and hopefully they'll start easing up some of those, those travel restrictions because there's just no indication that people who are vaccinated. Um, are at any kind of like real risk uh, at this particular point you know um, I mean yeah you can you can get it you can you can potentially spread it but in terms of actually getting sick and dying or anything like that it's just it's it's just not really happening like that's, at all
0: that's also something in the beginning of corona I I was a little bit like oh fuck, now for this everything is closed down and but when I saw the high numbers of death people Of course, especially also my parents are old and you see a a number of death. Um, But if I see now in Germany, I think in the last days we had like five deaths or 10 deaths or 20 deaths. You know, you can die from everything. Uh, If if, if the numbers of death are going down, then... Then let it spread, you know, it's something you cannot, you cannot win nature. Nature will kill us humans always, like we kill nature, nature will kill us. So if the numbers of deaths going down and high risk uh, people have the vaccination and don't die, like if I see the numbers in US with more than 600,000 deaths, uh, you, you're not even lost so many people in the civil war, you know, that's, right. that's uh, right. really a bad, bad number of deaths people. And I can understand the, the reaction. But as soon as all high-risk people have a vaccination, vaccination, and the numbers of deaths going down, let the world be open again. Uh, There's so many ways. There's there so many ways to die. You know, I, I can. I drive car for me. For me, in German highways, you know, German highways without speed limit. Uh, I was yesterday in Hamburg and coming back with uh, about 180 miles an hour, and then and then a fucking truck was crossing the line, and I was like. Bang! And yeah, almost uh, I killed myself in a car, but will I stop driving cars with a high facility? No, I will keep on. And when I go when I go to Mexico and I land in Mexico City or when I go in some bad neighborhoods in Miami, everybody can kill me with a gun. How many people die in U.S. every year by gunshots or by drug overdoses? So we cannot save the world or we cannot make an absolute safety world. There's always a risk of life. No risk, no fun, you know?
1: I think that's that's the case. I've been watching, I mean, there's still a decent number of new COVID cases in the US. It's been rising, but the deaths have not, like where we're at like now with the number of new cases, uh, when you look at the last time we were that high, the deaths were really high too. Now you've got the higher number of cases, but the deaths are, are very low, uh, like like like, it's a big difference compared to what it was. So um, so that's, I guess, one of the positives. And when you when you think about the business side of the industry going the rest of the year into 2022, um, do you see any change, like talking about adapting earlier and the need to adapt, do you see any changes that you would recommend people pay attention to, anything gonna change, or do you think it's pretty much gonna be more of the same?
0: I think 22 will be relative the same. I think a lot of companies try to copy our now the success of OnlyFans, so there will be a lot of new social media live cam crossover projects. And of course, uh, if I see the success from OnlyFans, uh, sometimes I think, hey, I have the same, you know, I have the same product since 15 years. (laughs) <laughs> I have also the same thing there, but it went no up. So sometimes it's also, you need to be lucky and to be on the right time, on the right place to have this kind of success. Now, of course, like always, when somebody is successful, uh, everybody try to copy it. But that's in the end, nothing new. It's only jumping on a train. There was always this discussion with virtual reality, but this discussion is already like five years um, I still believe that virtual reality in the future will be something very interesting. You know, if you see sometimes Hollywood movies, 10, 20 years after you see the Hollywood movie, it becomes true. You know, if you see if you see Enterprise with their mobile phones, now we have the mobile phones. <laughs> so um, and there are some Hollywood movies where the guys living a virtual life and in the end they're old and fat and lying in a bed but with their virtual reality they have a beautiful life and i imagine myself already imagine i coming back from the office it's winter time in germany it's freezing and i put all my equipment on and i go scuba diving in the nicest waters i ever seen and it feels real for my brain cells if it feels real for my brain cells If if my body, if I come out of this session and I feel like I was really diving, in this moment, virtual reality will take it over. And same for sex. Imagine you, you know, uh, you don't want to cheat on your wife. You don't want to get any sexual disease. But in your virtual reality, you can do whatever you want. You can try practices you will not do in real life, perhaps. You don't need to use a condom because it's only virtual. You, you don't have the feeling cheating on your wife or girlfriend. And if But if my brain sites say to myself, it was real or almost real, then virtual reality will take it over. But I think this will need uh, several years more. But, of course, uh, Traffic Partner um, partnered up also with We Bangers, uh, We Are Bangers, from uh, Los Angeles. Yeah. So yep. we are already in this area and we believe this, uh, this will be a big future, but you need to have passion and weight. Sometimes, uh, you, if you're too early, you can lose too. You know, uh, it's uh, always in life. It's a, uh, question of timing
1: yeah i don't uh um discount uh vr because i learned that lesson with mobile uh i remember going to so many shows and and actually it was mostly people from europe coming to like las vegas and trying to push the you know the opportunities in mobile and we had those little tiny phones those flip phones and um i didn't see it at the time it was like i just remember thinking who's going to jerk off with this thing on a crappy picture you know it just it doesn't work And when the uh, the first iPhone came out, you know, it suddenly was like, oh, I get it. You know, it was it suddenly made sense. It just took that one little development. And VR is changing fast. Like uh, when I, you know, I have a son who, you know, has a VR system for video games. And um, first time, I don't know what I was expecting because I saw early VR. And when he gave me his Oculus to try and I I put it on, he's like, all right, I'm going to turn it on now. And he turned it on. And I, it's my reaction was just like, are you fucking kidding me? It was like amazing. I didn't like, I didn't, I didn't know it had advanced that much, right? I was looking around in this room and all the stuff around me. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. This is great. So, I mean, they made good advances, and yeah, it's just going to take that one thing, like it was with the iPhone for mobile. Or uh, I know Europe people made money even before the iPhone and mobile. Um, I just couldn't quite wrap my head around it there. And then once the iPhone came out, it, it was just it, it made sense. Um, All right. Hey, I appreciate your time. So before I, before I let you go, I did want to ask you, is there anything that I haven't thought to ask you that you think I should have asked you about Uh, anything that, that I left out?
0: (laughs) Man, we talked more than an hour. That's uh, I (laughs) hope, I hope the people outside have so much passion to hear so long interview. Uh, No, we talked about my hobbies, about my business, the future, Corona. So all is good. and. I hope I see you and a lot of the listeners that we see finally on, uh, on a show and ah, make sure you vote for me and for Traffic Partner and the Why Not Awards coming up uh, very soon on the TS show. So I, I'm a very happy award collector. I think I have more than 30 here in my closet. I want a Why Not. I didn't want a Why Not for six years or something. So vote for Andy my and Traffic Partner. That's your choice. <laughs>
1: we we can't wait for that show uh, the European Summit uh, TS affiliate conferences in Prague uh, the return of Why Not Awards to Mayakovsky Hall, beautiful hall uh, always uh, always a good time and uh, we're looking forward to seeing you there and yeah, good luck with the voting Andy thank, thank you so much for being uh, on this show with me I appreciate all your time, thank you very much
0: thank you, Gona and make some fucking noise <laughs> <laughs>